to Waterbound. Hey guys, Ted Wisenhunt and Link Stallings. And if you're just tuning in for the first time, um, you know, I guess we haven't revisited this in a while, but kind of the, the idea of this podcast is uh, we're mostly covering uh, <laughs> paddling in the southeast and North Georgia, Western North Carolina. Yeah, we're paddling where we like to paddle or where wherever yeah. we find ourselves. But uh, and and uh, kind of some other outdoor topics. Eventually, we just never have gotten into them because we right. just <laughs> love boating that much. And uh, Link is the expert and twenty plus years as a raft guide. Just got back from Australia representing the U.S. As uh, what in the world rafting world, championships? world rafting championships? Yeah, men's masters, and also you know kayaking. Uh, yeah, spent have spent a lot of a lot of time uh, whitewater kayaking, uh, canoeing, and uh, paddleboarding as well. And I'm just a regular, average Joe paddler who likes to do it, and uh, is not. Well, you like not, all the things. Not too. masterful at any of it, but that's that's sort of the dynamic here. So jack of all boats and master of none. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, welcome to the podcast. This is uh, number eleven. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's and, and we're opening the uh, podcast tonight with a. A tasty cocktail that uh, That's right. Ted's, Ted's uh, made beautiful a, wife made us uh, some bees knees. The bees knees. The bees knees. So is, and it's it, it is the the bees knees. Let me tell you. That's right. Yeah, Link is already slurring. <laughs> <laughs> Jen will do it to you. As you said, it's very tasty. It's a mighty, mighty tasty toddy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get this thing started here. Cool. We'll. we'll uh, Talk about a few trip reports. Yeah. Uh, you ran a trip. So we were just talking about this before the we started recording. Um, there's a little stretch, uh, or a, well, there's a, I guess it's a 20-mile stretch or so. Well, but, yeah, the Hiawassee River, um, the upper Hiawassee River, the true, the true upper Hiawassee River, because they call, don't they call the one in Reliance? The, high, the upper Hiawassee also. Well, I don't know because I know just, there's the Hiawassee Dries over there. Well, that's and then, the Dries. Then, yeah, that's different. And then there's the high, like, I don't I know. I think what they, they call, call that. that that stretch, that class two, three stretch, the upper Hiawassee. I think they call but, it upper because there's a stretch, I mean, below it. But yeah, uh, yeah, but but yeah Reliance, Tennessee. So we need we need to work on that. That's because right. Because the upper Hiawassee is, is above uh, Hiawassee Lake, which is also known as Cherokee Lake. There's actually two different lake, ah, okay. lake names um, there in Murphy. And then there's the one below those two, which is uh, Appalachia Lake. And then the dries, then that lower Hiawassee, or middle or lower Hiawassee. But yeah, uh, the upper Hiawassee is a basically like four different sections. It's 25 miles. It's actually quite long. Uh, it's dam fed. Out of Lake Chatug. Um, and there's and, even a section up near your house, I guess, that's, well, what yeah, would you so call I, that, Upper Upper? Well, Runs yeah. Runs into Lake Chatug? Yeah. It's more creek-like? It, yeah, you could call that kind of the head the headwaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, that doesn't ever, hardly ever get run. I'm probably one of the only people that's run it at, you know, very much. Um, it's more like a creek, I guess. But. Yeah, and, uh, one, uh, a buddy of mine, Alex... Uh, Alex Harvey uh, ran that, ran, 
ran the feeders uh, a good bit back in the the late '90s and uh, early 2000s. Um, but I've I've run that a little bit. It's it's pretty cool, but not not a lot on it, you know. And <coughs> um, goes through farmland at the end, and then uh, in, before it goes into the lake, and then. Um, it really only runs good at when when it's flooding. Yeah, you know. Well, um, and and so the part we're t- going to talk about, and we both made a trip on it uh, recently, is uh, between the like Lake Chattooga or the town of Hayesville, North Carolina, and the town of or city Murphy. of Murphy. Yeah, and so there's about twenty five miles between those two towns, basically mm-hmm. cities, whatever they are, and. Uh, and it's sort of a underutilized little stretch of river, and there's the the main. The, I think the main reason for that is because there's not um, there's not guaranteed amount of water, and sometimes in the water fluctuates, um, be um, depending on uh, power demand. Uh, yeah, they're not doing recreational releases. They're no, just, they're releasing for power, so it's right. not predictable. Like, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's semi predictable. If you look at the the uh, TVA app at Chattooga Dam, you'll see the schedule. And, you know, I mean, but that schedule it, it changes quickly. Yeah, you um, can see the history, but not what's coming. You can, you can, <laughs> you can see what's coming. They kind of give you a, a, an average of what they're going to release for the day, and they'll give you a time they're going to release it. And I, I've I had. I had the equation mapped out a couple of years ago whenever I started paddleboarding uh, on it, and uh, but it, a good way to tell is just what they're what they're running and what they're forecasting to run, and uh, it has a pretty large range, but depending on the stretch you do, you don't you know you you kind of the water level dictates which stretch you should do. There's like yeah. There's like five sections in mm-hmm. in that twenty five miles. There's like five sections, five four or five different sections. Um, not a ton of white water, but there are a couple little sections with some pretty decent rapids. Yeah, um, some you know decent class two three stuff. And apparently, according to the uh, Upper Hiawassee River Watershed Coalition uh, website, there is. They what what they call one class four, um, and the only thing I've seen up there big enough to be considered class four is right below Mission Dam, which not a lot of people know. Mission there's a little tiny dam in between Lake Chattooga and uh, Hiawassee Lake, and that one <clears throat> there. I'm not sure that I mean I, I it's been some time since I looked, but I'm not sure that I think when you get the TVA releases, they're 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 scheduling from Chatoog Dam and not Mission Dam. Mission right? Dam isn't on isn't a TVA dam. Okay, so yeah, it's, it's a just, Duke Power. Okay, it's a Duke Power dam, um, and it's a it's like I said, it's a very small dam. It's kind of like all the dams Duke built, like on the Tuck and the you know. Um, it's a it's a spillover dam that you know kind of um, yeah it's not very tall it's only like fifty feet tall yeah um yeah. you know 
and they just refurbished it a couple of years ago. They just yeah. relicensed it and refurbished it, and actually built a portage around the dam for yeah. paddlers, which well, is kind of neat. But and actually, the you mentioned the Hiawassee Rivershed. Watershed, watershed. <laughs> Rivershed. River, watershed. That's the Tawny. Yeah. Uh, the Watershed River Coalition. It's the uh, Bead's Knees, yes. man. They've done a lot of good work. Uh, they have. Just in about the last six years, five years, they put, there's a brand new put in right there below that dam. They did that portage. There's yeah. a, a takeout on Highway 64. I think they call it Paradise. Um, so there's a. Like well, canoe that, trail, right? There's actually well, there's yeah, there is a canoe trail, and I think a lot of that was, I mean, it was a can, you know, a, um, an effort between uh, the coalition, the watershed coalition, and and uh, you the know, area North or, Carolina yeah, uh, yeah, Department yeah. of Natural Resources were, you know, were pretty instrumental. Um, but yeah, so Mission Dam to Paradise. Um, which is where Paradise is right near the town of Peachtree, where Highway 64 goes over the uh, Hiawassee River. Um, there's a couple, a couple little sets of rapids in there, and it's pretty cool. And so I had, um, you know, I had a lady call me up. She and her daughter had been paddleboarding with me on, on um, Lake Chatoug, and they wanted to uh they wanted me to show them down some of the area rivers they went and bought themselves some rec recreational kayaks you know and which initially she said yeah we we bought some we have we have our own kayaks you know <laughs> and whenever i hear that i'm like Hmm. Oh, like sun dolphins, or you know, she's uh, like i have a dagger <laughs> and i was like oh okay okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so that's cool and so she bought a dagger kind of recreational sit on top, which was actually a pretty decent. Was uh, it a torrent? No, okay. it wasn't a torrent. Um, it actually had kind of like a, a keel in the back, but it was a sit on top, yeah. you know, and it, the, the front it had some rocker, which was, it, was, it wasn't a, a bad boat for yeah. what we were doing. Uh, and then they had a couple of. Uh, Wilderness Systems uh, Pungos, yeah, like the it. redesigned Pungos. Boat. It's it's a good wreck boat, but uh, you know it's just one of those when you get it, get in, in any type <laughs> of rapids. I'm sorry, it's just not not yeah. that good. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a so, flat water, slow moving. Yeah, cruiser. So and uh, there's three of them. I took them down. Uh, I was in a ducky with. Uh, I was in one of Ted's duckies uh, or his ducky. Um, an Air Lynx with uh, Mr. Rio. It was uh, the Air Lynx one. Uh, Which now you're part of the International Ducky Association, just so you know. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I used to guide ducky trips, so I think I, I've, I've always been in there. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of folks don't think duckies are cool, but, hey, it's cool when you get to bring your pup and... Have a good time and watch people swim out of their wreck kayaks. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, yeah, this is why you may want to get a ducky. <laughs> yes. If you guys want to keep running and, rivers. So. And when that thing fills up with water, when that wreck oh, fills man. up with water, that's fine. Oh, it was silly. So, yeah, um, a lot of people have probably already seen it, but I was <laughs> shooting like a little video of me and Rio and two of the paddlers behind me. 
and um, one of them, <laughs> one of them flips over. You know, I'm not looking back. I'm just you know shooting the video backwards, uh, kind of a selfie style video, and <laughs> and I just hear this dunk. And uh, oh, and uh, yeah, one of the one of the guys uh, or the guy that was with us, uh, Caesar, um, he had just totally flipped over this rock, and it was it was really like phenomenal to watch and rewatch um, because it was it was a very, it was a shallow rock, but yeah, he kind of slid over it and then leaned upstream as he went over it. And as he landed on the in the water in the eddy behind the rock, he just he flipped right there, <laughs> you know, and then immediately goes to standing up. And the current was pretty swift, and you know I was yelling at him to get on his back and just paddle over to me, give me the kayak, and I pulled it up, um, you know, up over my ducky, and and uh, Rio was looking at us like, you know, what's going on? What are we doing here? <laughs> and I uh, was able to get the duck, you know, the uh, kayak dumped out and get him back in it without ever going to shore so that was pretty cool um honing my uh my uh, tea rescue oh yeah uh, you know my um swamped wreck kayak Redboat. yeah uh skills but um and then uh, we ran the uh, last little stretch of rapids which is super fun uh even we were there at 500 cfs and they're good. Yeah. I mean, they're they're um, you got a couple of really wide sets of uh, shoals or ledges with some nice little waves. Little you know, pretty easy to identify slots if you know what you're looking at. And then the very last rapid is the biggest biggest rapid I've seen down there, and uh, I call it the uh, triple nipple rapids. And uh, there's there's like three. Three, it's uh, just like Link. There's three nipples. Three, <laughs> or, or like Total Recall. <laughs> uh, but there's like three, um, you know, three s- sets of you know rapids, uh, and then there's like three rocks, one in each drop, and uh, right in the middle that kind of splits the flow and makes it sort of technical. And this is a really cool spot. So yeah, and so I know. He was doing that the other day, and I've got a buddy who lives in town here who likes, you know, getting on some slower stuff. And so we went out there today in our canoes because it was just, you know, it's right down the road. So uh, he had never been down. We, we did that section. You know, the first few miles are not, there's not much going on. But that last, like... Right at right at the put-in, there is yeah, yeah, there's one, fun like, things. it's like, oh boy, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know this is how this is going to work out for the wreck kayaks behind me. That's but right. I'm good, and it was fun. Yeah, that. so you start out with a bang, and then it sort of... sort of Tapers yeah, off. Tapers yeah. off, and then you get basically at the confluence of Brasstown Brass Creek. Creek. Yeah. Um, and it, it widens out a little bit and gets a little more, uh, you know, uh, it drops a little bit. And there's there's those shoals he was talking about. And we got out there today, and it had been like a few years since I'd been out there. And we were working on canoe skills. And so we were catching every eddy and trying to do attainments and all this stuff. And it was perfect for that. It was really great. So we, we got excited, and we're like, we're going to come back. We're going to let the water, when, the, when they release on the dam and it gets up high, 
uh, we're going to get back out there. Yeah, because it just did. run that section because you can actually access it from. Uh, we went back and looked uh, from the Brasstown Bridge and just do that last like two yeah. miles. Yeah. So it's not, it's not far. It's a yeah easy shuttle and even even Mission Dam to Paradise. Uh, I guess they call that Wells Bridge. Four and a half miles or something. Is um, but it, mileage. Yeah, it's it's really short, easy shuttle. Um, and then, and uh, you know, a long stretch to paddle, a longer stretch to paddles. But that that's kind of nice. But you can go from there. So one thing I used to do with my kids a lot is we would put in right there at Wells Bridge on sixty four and go to Murphy, which is about another five miles. And yeah, that's a decent little run too so anyway just something to think about if you're wanting to explore some slower stuff i mean there's there's you know it's there so yeah. not a lot of folks know about it but there it's a good good float stretch uh fishing you know bring some fishing poles people uh, tube that section from the bridge to murphy you know some people tube it like i see them out there um yeah we we had some other wreck kayaks out there uh you know like you said the sun dolphins and the pelican you know there's, you know, one of them I think was still in the wrapper from Walmart. Yes. Um, and uh, it was things. on the uh, Blue Light Special or whatever. But, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the f- I, w- I was happy that the folks I took showed up with the boats they did. Yeah. You know, and, and they also, you know, they wanted to know more about the boats themselves. So, you know, and I was like, well, you know, this is... This is kind of the top end for what you guys want to run uh, in in these in these kayaks. Um, you know, if y'all want to, if you know, one day when you get more experience under your belt and you're, you're yeah. feeling like you want to take it up a notch, or or just want a boat that's a little more forgiving, that you're not worrying about swamping, tipping over, you know, buy a ducky, uh, buy, right. buy an inflatable kayak. They're do it. They're comfy and they're, uh, you know. You're going to, mainly you'll just look cool. Yeah, super <laughs> cool. Um, all right, well, so some other stuff, uh, I guess, this week. Um, you know, I guess a while back we talked about me attempting to learn to paddle an OC1 canoe. Yeah. So, so it's still. There was a mission yesterday <laughs> to the. The upper Chattahoochee. Yeah, I went. I met. Uh, sent sent out a couple of messages and <laughs> got it. Yeah, you know, like saying, "Hey, can anybody show me how to roll this thing?" Um, <laughs> you know, I uh, tried watching some YouTube videos. It didn't make a lot of sense. I can roll a kayak, but rolling this canoe, you know, I, I I'd only tried it one other time. Um, so anyway. Uh, Guy Matt uh, was nice enough to drive up, meet me at the Upper Hooch, and uh, so we paddled down and got to a spot. Classic open boat and run. That's, yeah, it was, it was it's that another. You know, I, I had just paddled that for the first time um, this spring. But what do you think about the Upper Hooch? I I, I love the Upper Hooch. It's um, you know three sections with some rapids. Um, I've never been on section four. Which is the very last stretch goes from uh, Duncan Bridge down to Belton Bridge. It flows into Lake Lanier. Um, they say it's like the longest, but uh, there may be rapids on there at high water. I'm not sure. I've, I've actually I have paddled that uh, coming off of Mossy Creek 
down to Belton Bridge. But uh, Section 1 is pretty mellow. It's got a couple, uh, actually a pretty decent rapid towards the very end. Um, it's got some smaller rapids up top. It's really, really pretty and shady. The water's cool. Um, it's it's a lot more closed in uh, and, like, you know, a lot, a lot more shade up there. Um, a few more houses on that stretch and and, because you go through uh, I think you go through that's Panorama Estates or one of those that are that are up on that part of the hooch but it's real pretty up there Um, you know big huge pine trees Um, and it's real nice and then section two has a really long flat stretch and like the biggest rapid on the upper hooch is up there in the, in that in that part of uh, the river, and uh, that's around the Smith Island. I think it's Smith Island Rapid uh, is the biggest rapid on the upper hooch, and then um, but there's I think that's the only rapid uh, if yeah. I remember correctly, and then then you have section three, which goes from. Um, uh, Highway 115 bridge down to Duncan Bridge. I think it's a five mile stretch. And there's Wildwood um, Outfitters. Yeah, right there. take out take out at Wildwood Outfitters, um, and that's where uh, it, it's just got more rapids on it. Um, and I've run that at many different water levels, but uh, summertime it's usually a pretty chill class two trip uh, with some, you know, some Sholey class three-ish type stuff uh horseshoe rapid is the hardest rapid almost at the very end like a probably a mile above uh wildwood and um yeah horseshoes pretty pretty technical um but you know not hard if you're in like catching eddies and you know bobbing and weaving through it so i, I love that stretch it's, yeah, it's, it's really it's, fun it's nice and i know one time we talked about it and you're like it's kind of like a mini chatuga or something i mean it's got yeah it's, I mean, got, yeah, it's, it's kind of got that that chatuga feel like but, on a smaller scale yeah. and the ha- i mean there's houses and stuff there, there are houses but yeah. but the but you're right the look of it you know you look downstream and uh, there's some big boulders and you know there's there's yeah rocks some cool and, rock gardens yeah um and some uh, some cool cool beaches, sandy beaches. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's a big beach down there where someone's built uh, like a shelter, like a, a like a cabin out of driftwood <laughs> on the left on river left. And I uh, saw that. I thought the Blair Witch had visited <laughs> the uh, the beach there. <laughs> my, my buddy, my buddy Gunter. He uh, he. Uh, this guy I met a few years ago. And, uh, a bunch of you know there's there's definitely a local group of paddlers local crew that goes down <laughs> there and and hangs out and they'll go down there and do overnights and stay at that cabin and cook out and, nice which is kind of neat I'd, I'd like i've always wanted to do that with them and or just go down there and camp it's it's actually on someone's property but they're <laughs> i think they uh they're they're pretty cool with yeah. paddlers staying there because it's just an, an old farm and there's so, uh is it Buck Shoals? Buck Shoals State Park. State yeah. Park that yeah. that's uh there's a beach right there. There's a beach rapid. there, you can camp there. Camp. Um there's several spots you can camp. Um, you know, the only thing about camping on the state park um property, which the state parks Georgia State Parks do manage uh the Chattahoochee is you gotta, you know, pay fees. Yeah. So parking fee, or I think you know, I think if you camp at Buck Shoals, you gotta, 
you got to have a permit to camp. Um, but uh, Wildwood Outfitters actually does offer an overnight there at Buck Shoals. Um, and and they'll run a shuttle, uh, I think, seven bucks a person. Something yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, and it's not that long of a shuttle. It's it's not that hard to do by yourself. And there are ways to get around the uh, the parking fees. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Where, it's, it's if you know like, where to park. And we were there <laughs> earlier this year, and uh, you know we were about to. I think we were dropping the boats, and then we were going to go anyway. Uh, a uh, DNR guy showed up and was like getting the money out of the box, and he was like, "Y'all better pay right now since you're unloading boats." And we're like, "Well, we're not not getting out yet," or anyway. So they're they're on top of that, like they're. <laughs> Yeah, but at Wildwood, there is a spot that is not state park property. It's actually a local, like a a group of paddlers owns this little strip of land that you don't have to pay the fee. Interesting. Yeah, so if you know where to park in the parking lot, you park on their land. (laughs) It's hilarious. Uh, But you do have to pay up at the put-in. Yeah. So, but anyway, if you don't, it, it, it's almost worth getting Wildwood to do it. Since yeah. You, since you're probably going to have to pay your five you're, bucks. You're, well, I think it's, inclu- it's you know, part, if you if you pay them, yeah. if you pay them for the shuttle, I think the parking's included. So. And it's good to support them anyway. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, that, uh, yeah, so I, you know, met, met Matt down there and we were working on the roll and he showed me some things and I didn't quite get it, but at least, uh, at least I know what to work on now. So it's going to take, take a little work and, uh, we'll get there. He's over here. Oh, okay. Uh, Rio and Ida are over here. They, they started out as wild hellions, uh, mm-hmm. as they always do. And yeah. now they've calmed down a little bit. Super calm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a good trip, and um, so uh, excited to keep keep moving forward. Yeah, so did you hit hit the roll? Uh, no, mm. <laughs> I gave it I gave it a good try about eight or ten times, and yeah. it was a little chilly and rainy. But um, I, I mean, I think I'm going to be able to to do it eventually. But it's definitely different than a kayak roll, and it's going to take a little work, and you know, something to work on and. Um, cool. But it's, um, I'll tell you what, I am enjoying the canoe. So Nice. Um, oh, another trip. Um, speaking of canoes, you know, we'd been talking for a while that the Tennessee Valley Canoe Club had their uh, paddle school last weekend, and uh, I totally forgot about it. Um, I did it last year. Uh, I mean, I went last year, and I totally forgot that it was this weekend, this past weekend. But uh, bought my son a canoe yeah. recently, and uh, an old uh, Mohawk Viper, and yeah, uh, so that. he was wanting to take it out. We went down to the Hiawassee in Reliance, so different river, <laughs> or different section. The upper, but actually the lower. Yeah, exactly. And paddled it and ran into, you know, hundreds of uh, TVCC kayakers, and uh, so they were, you know, it was actually... It was a little too crowded, actually, because, you know, there's like five or six places everybody likes to stop and play on that river. And yeah. everywhere that you stop, there were like 20 boats. So it was a little little too much. But but we ran into the canoers, and there were like, uh, you know, it was like 12 or 15 of them. And they were the only, you know, it was like the 12 or 15 open boaters of the 200 
yeah. kayakers and boaters, I guess, uh, at paddle school. So it, it met, cool. met a few folks, and uh, it was cool to connect with some of those guys and, and cool. learn some more stuff. So anyway, it's it's uh, it's a lot to learn, but you know, it's another fun thing to work on. So, so you're figuring it out. You're 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 meeting the people. You're meeting good people, people you need to meet to, uh, you know, learn to paddle an open boat. It's fun. It's a it's, an, it's a it's a different different animal than yeah. a kayak. But uh, but anyway, uh, all right, man. Well, moving on. Uh, I guess since we were talking a little bit about uh, like paddle school, yeah. Um, our topic, our topic of the uh, funny how evening. that works. We haven't had a topic. It's almost like it's scripted. Yeah, or it's almost like we planned it out. Hmm. Uh, we hadn't had a topic in a while. I think we mostly just <laughs> winging it. Just ramble. Yeah. But our topic tonight is going to be known like, ramblers. Yes, rambling man. Uh, paddling instruction versus do it yourself. So, uh, <laughs> like you know, because I I definitely have done both, and and then you you know online and even friends that you talk to sometimes they're like, why would I pay to do this? Somebody, my buddy could teach me, or I can just yeah. go do it, or. You know, or, 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 or my, somebody trying to make like profit from this, you know, my, my, uh, you know, or like, uh, you know, couples, you know, oh, my boyfriend can teach me to kayak or, you know, which that sounds like a, like or, a nightmare really. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's just not the scenario you want to put yourself in most of the time. I mean, you know, it's best to, um, yeah, it's best to, I think. You know, go go through instruction with a, you know, with a, an experienced um, instructor, you know, experienced teacher. Yeah. So well, and one of the things that that made me think about you know us talking about this some um, is uh, there was an article that was posted the other day on Facebook. Um, I guess it was Michael Potter wrote it, and it was something like, "When are we going to?" Stop the stupid or something. I, I can't remember the title of it. You, you could look for it. it I think he wrote it for uh, dirtbag Dirt paddlers. paddlers. Yeah, and it was good. It was really good, and it was honest. You know, and I, I, I've met Michael. I, I don't. I mean, other than Facebook friends, I mean, I have met him in person once. But anyway, uh, you know, just a nice guy. Yeah. Um, but he's paddled some big stuff, and he was kind of like reflecting on. You know that he's done some things that were kind of stupid. He's gotten into some situations, and I think everybody can kind of uh, identify with that at some point. You know, you've, you've probably gotten in over your head on, on a river or rapid, and uh, and but you know you kind of get caught up in whatever your friends are doing it, or you want to go on the trip, or you see people going off crazy stuff on social media. And Which you know I've I, I have been a part of, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, and then then you you find yourself out there in a situation maybe you shouldn't be in, and maybe you've not even had proper instruction to begin with. So anyway, he's been paddling for years, and he's a pretty good boater. But um, the, the 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 article was basically saying that uh, you know he he actually finally. He, I think he went through ace kayaking over at the Ocoee and Kirk Edelman. Um, he, he got with him and had some instruction. He was like, man, it changed my whole outlook. And he was like, there were, there were all these things I didn't even know I didn't know. And that's the whole, that's yeah. the whole point. It's like, 
Well, here's you know here's here's the thing about when you learn from friends or you know significant others or you know people who have have you know they 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 may have been taught you know say formally by you know a, a paddling instructor, but you know they they see their experience uh, as being probably you know gaining more experience from trial and error uh themselves and like yeah i'll you know i can teach you to kayak you know don't 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 waste your money and stuff like that is you know one one of the problems is you learn that person's bad habits and uh you know paddlers paddlers everybody's uh, got them everybody's <laughs> got bad habits and and everybody is you know um you know especially if you are uh, I would say like a weekend warrior, you're, you know, you're not paddling every day. You're not boating every day. Uh, you develop bad habits and, and kind of, you know, sort of get, you know, some people get lazy and I'm not saying every person, but I think it, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna pay for what you get. Uh, so if you go with a paddling school, say like, you know, Endless River Adventures or, Nanahill Outdoor Center or, you know, there's lots of other um, kayak schools uh, or clinics. And there's there's a big difference between a clinic and a school, when it, especially when it comes to kayaking and canoeing. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, if, if you're willing to put, put forth the money and do some private instruction, you're going to get so much more out of it. Um, and, and you're going to progress a lot quicker, smoother, safer. Um, you know, the, the problem with the problem with clinics and stuff like that, even though we're about to offer R1 S1 clinic, um, is, is that, um, you know, um, it's, it's a great way to introduce people to the sport and teach them some basics. But as far as specific, you know, guided instruction, you know, one-on-one, it's not effective and it's, and it's, it's, uh, it's much less effective than, you know, than, than personal instruction. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I, you know, I know just personally like trying these different things, I've definitely, I've had like, I've tried all these methods. So I've, I've, yeah, and then, I've, I've tried to learn from a buddy um, I've tried to just go out like me and a buddy who, who neither of us knew what we were doing and try to learn things. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, you know, I've watched YouTube videos. Oh, YouTube videos. Yes. Yeah. I've, uh, and then I've, I've got like, I've gone to paddle school. So that's more of like a group kind of thing. And yeah, you know, it's, it's fun. And you, there is you a good social, yeah, good, yeah. You get you, a good social aspect. Yeah. Social aspect. That. And you also get like, you meet, um, I mean, you've got some support boaters, and so you, you're willing to try some things that you aren't going to try on your own or just with you and your buddy. And then, uh, but but it's definitely you know. And then I've had some private instruction, and so there's definitely a huge difference because the the private instruction they, I mean, they're they're watching every move you make, and their only you know their only goal and focus is to just what are you doing, and how can we improve what you're doing, and, right? And uh, you know the the, the group thing is fun. It's definitely worth doing. There's, I'm not like I'm not saying don't go do that because it's helpful. Um, 
you know, and, and I guess, I guess I'd do a little bit. I mean, I think it's good to do a little bit of all of it, but I think, you know, the one thing a lot of people leave out is they don't want to, they're, they're worried about maybe spending some money on some private instruction. You yeah. Know, like, should I do it? Is it worth it? Are they trying to if, rip if me off? If you want to get, <laughs> if you want to get good at a sport, if you want to get proficient and good, the only way to do that is to, is really to do, you know, if you can't paddle every single day or, you know, like multiple days a week, the best way to do it, the most effective way to do it is to go through, you know, go through instruction, go through private instruction. Um, and it's, it's, it's just like you're, you know, once you do it enough, it's just like you're paddling with a buddy. It's just a really knowledgeable buddy. Yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, I I, uh, I I taught kayaking for, for a bit, and, uh, you know, um, I kind of, you know, hit my peak uh, as far as, you know, kayaking went, probably the, the early 2000s, <laughs> you know, is when I was, or early to mid 2000s was when I was really charging, but... Um, yeah, um, I I got my ACA, uh, you know, whatever I, f- I forget which level it was. There's so many different levels in ACA, but level one, level two, kayak instructor certification and all that went through the whole course, and it was it was a good course. But it's it's really um, the thing about organizations like that is the instruction is like dogmatic and and it's outdated. Um, you know, I think we've talked about this before, yeah. but, you know, and other, other people have as well is, you know, they haven't evolved with the with, boats and the with, technology well, with and the times and yeah, technology, boats, experience, um, you know, techniques. Um, yeah. So, and, and it's just, um, I don't know. It's, it's, uh stale it's kind of stale um not not to say there aren't great instructors aca instructors but you know um when you have to teach this certain method you know and it's just like a lot of it's just kind of ridiculous you know uh all the things you have to teach you know you're required to teach or whatever so uh then then i uh uh, after I, I got certified ACA uh, kayak instructor, I went to another, uh, went to work for another company, which was Endless River Adventures. And they were like, you know, that's great. You have your ACA uh, certs, but, you know, we're, we're going to teach you our way of doing things. And, you know, you, you learn the system you're in when you're an instructor and, and, um, when you're with a really good company like that, they're going to teach you just the best way to uh, teach people how to kayak. And, you know, I really, I really dug working for uh, Ken and Juliet, um, teaching people to kayak. It was a lot of fun. Um, and, um, and it was, it wasn't as restrictive, you know, it was much more just kind of, you know, work, working with, uh, with people's, you know, prior experience and you know we we kept uh you know basically files on every on all of our instructor instruction uh 
clients. And it was pretty neat because you know you go into that file and you knew exactly where they were the last time, what mm-hmm. they and and they set you know we helped them set goals for themselves and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's much more than. You're, get, you're getting much more than just someone like, oh, God, I got to teach this guy how to roll, and he's just the most awful, you know, <laughs> like has... Is most, that my file? Like has, has no hip snap <laughs> and all this stuff. No, it was really cool because, you know, you really got to know... Um, you really got to know your clients, and, you know, they were part of the ERA family, and... You know, they they made you feel right at home, also, and it was it was a lot of fun. So from that from that side of things, you know, being an instructor is is um, you know when when you've got ten people, you know, like some of the other paddle schools do, uh, <laughs> you know, they just crank crank they want to crank people out through their clinic, you know, their sampler or whatever, and. Um, you know, we'd see people out there. I'd, I'd take like one person to the lake to work on, you know, work on uh, their role. And there'd be like, you know, the the uh, other company, the naughty other companies, um, you know, clinic out there with like 10 or 12 people or something. And it was just like, man, you know, it was just a madhouse. And nobody was really doing anything. Yeah, you know the the instructors are just sitting there, just like watching, and these guys are flipping over, swimming out of their kayak. You know, maybe somebody might hit a roll or something, and like, yeah, good job. And then you know, then it was just like it was just herding cats, and it was ridiculous. So, you know, go through private instruction; it's yeah. the way to go. And you know, so early on, like when I got. A hard boat kayak. I mean, because I'd been paddling the ducky for a while, or you know, like went from the wreck kayak to a ducky, and then got a hard boat kayak. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, you know, I, I had a friend kind of show me how to do a roll. That was helpful. You know, the first time I did it, I was like, well. I don't know what this is going to look like, feel like. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I tried to watch some uh, YouTube videos. We, we were talking about that earlier. Like, there's only some. <laughs> I had a, my Pyrenees just uh, went outside and ate a bug and ate a moth, and now it's making a, uh, a terrible face. Like, oh, that was a mistake. She's still going for it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so the first, you know, so I, I went out and. Uh, and, and somebody like he walked me through it and, and he actually was a instructor uh, my buddy Rob and so that was great but it didn't all click you know totally and then, so I went back you know and for some time like watched some videos and it kind of made sense before before I went out and had somebody show me the moves and put me in the position it didn't make sense like watching YouTube videos so I think that those videos are helpful but you kind of need to go try it and have somebody show you each each move, and then you can go back and it's, like burn it burn it into your brain. Yeah, having someone work work with you and manipulate your body is pretty important. Yeah. You know, and show you the you know correct position and and form and, and yeah. So later I went posture. out and uh, sometime later and got a 
got some instruction with uh, Ace Kayaking over at the Ocoee, and they were great. And they do one on one, and they'll they'll work with you at kind of any level. And uh, and the, and the neat thing about them is they'll also like you know after you're after you've had instruction with them, they'll they'll run a few trips and invite their the people who have had instruction, and they'll follow up with you, you know, for, for free basically. So that's a nice element too. So you'll, you'll kind of find that I think anywhere that you go and get, get good instruction, you're going to, you're going to find some folks that kind of follow up with you and want to, want to know, just like he was talking about at ERA with your files and, you know, you'll kind of keep coming back. Um, yeah. And, and also, you know, we, we have like a constant flow of, return clients that, that, you know, they're like, uh, yeah, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't find anybody to go kayaking with. So, you know, one of you guys, guys go kayaking with me, you know, and they totally do, which is awesome. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, our, our, you know, advanced intermediate clients will take, you know, we, we do a lot more than the Nantahala. We'll take them down the Ocoee. Um, we do, some instruction on uh, uh, some guiding on the Chatuga as well at ERA. They have a permit for parts of the Chatuga. They have a couple of days a year, not that many. But um, and then on the Chio as well. And then the the instruction. The cool thing is, um, you know, the instruction feeds right into our international trips as well. So once people get, you know, good enough to paddle the Nantahala or, or uh, you know, something a little bit bigger, you know, they're, they're starting to paddle the Ocoee. They're, uh, they, you know, usually good enough, that uh, proficient enough that, you know, we'll invite them, you know, to go on a Costa Rica trip, which, uh, which is, you know, a lot of fun. And we have, you know, class two to kind of small class four rivers that we run down there mostly you know class two three some class four um you know beginner and intermediate runs uh there are a couple advanced runs that we do down there uh and then um we also do trips in ecuador and we'll you know once once folks get to the level where they're paddling the okoe you know very well efficiently you know we'll invite them to Ecuador, you know, they're paddling Chatuga and stuff like that. So, um, you know, those, those are the advantages of getting into that, that type of, uh, community because you're around paddlers, you're, you're around good paddlers all the time. Clubs, uh, you know, you know, club, club type stuff. Um, you know, not to say there, there's, bad paddlers and you know they're full of bad paddlers or anything but you're just um you know yeah they're the clubs are bigger but um you you just don't really know the quality of you know instruction or help you're getting yeah well i think you know and, and i'm a member of like well definitely georgia canoe and Periodically, I'm a member of Tennessee Valley Canoe Club. It depends on if I pay my dues that year or not. But um, I think I think clubs are good because you know ultimately you need somebody to paddle with, and and maybe you know maybe they're 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 not as good for instruction, and I don't think they claim to be, but they do like they run. What they do well is they'll run like these training trips. 
and they'll have a lot of support boaters. And so while they may not like, you may not have like this amazing one-on-one experience, you're going to have, you're going to have a good network of friends yeah. and people to go out with. And, and yeah, I'm and, not saying there's anything yeah. bad about, yeah, them, but, but some, you know, some safety boaters and, and, but what I like is they'll, they'll say, all right, if you're going to, Ida is ringing our bell. So we just, she just came in. Now she's on the house, of course. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, back and forth. Uh, the, you know, so if, if the club is going to run like an Akoi trip, you know, they'll say, hey, we're going to do like, we're going to do these six trips that are going to lead up to this. And if you feel good after these six trips, you know, you you might be ready for this. And yeah. so they'll they'll start out on something. Like the tuck, and then they'll work to the Nanahala, and then they'll hit the pigeon, and yeah. then, you know, and so they'll just no, work yeah, and that, that progression is good, you know, and everybody needs a a progression, you know, needs to learn in a in a progression like that, uh, you know. Whereas, um, you know, we 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 know people that have been like, well, you know, you you should go do this, and you know. <sighs> You want to learn to kayak? Let's get on the Akoe today. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I've heard it, I hear it all the time because, you know, just you know, paying attention and you'll you'll be around, like the Tallulah put in, like, yeah, man, you know, this is this is like the Okoe. It's just, you know, it's just a little steeper, you know, and it's it's nothing like that. And I've, <laughs> I've heard this stuff, you know, at put-ins. I'm like, what the hell? And then, you know, see the same group of people that's just, a shit show. Yes. And that's kind of, you know, the reputation that club boaters get. And rightfully so in some places. Uh, working in West Virginia, you you know the club boaters when you see them. You know, here they come down the, uh, you know, here they come down the New River and they're all in a line. And they're just in a long line looking straight downstream. No one's looking over their shoulder they got no trip awareness most of them barely have personal awareness and they're just paddling for their life you know and then the guy in front drops into a hole flips over the guy right behind him goes in that hole flips over they start swimming and it's just a a procession of a shit show you know and it's just complete yard sale but I mean, there, 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 there are great paddlers, and and uh, you know, there's there's awesome paddlers in all all organizations. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll have to say, like, I a, mean, from my, my experience, I, I, you know, I, I was fortunate. I, you know, I, I never went through, a, you know, through a, a club or you know, through a paddling school or anything like that. I mean, I. I I did you know learn through trial and error uh, some of it, but you know I had some I had some really good instructors, and I value that 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 one on one aspect of instruction, that one on one teaching aspect is is but, the best. You know I, I've had pretty good experience with the with the clubs and pretty safety conscious people. I mean it's it's like I said though it's only been Georgia Canoe and I think. And, and Tennessee Valley Canoe Club, but but uh, mainly Georgia Canoe, and they're, yeah. they they're, I think they're usually pretty on top of it, um, and they try to not put somebody that doesn't know 
what they what they're doing on on a river they're not supposed to be. So, I, I you know it just depends on what what you're looking for. But but there there is there is an aspect that you know you you sometimes have to let people you know have to let them fail to grow you know and it's it's not failure necessarily just you have to let them you know f up to grow (laughs) uh and you know some people do some people don't and that's a valuable part of the learning experience i think so you know um, well, I definitely think like some trial and error, you know, I mean, everybody's going to go through that. So that, that is, that, that I think is going to happen no matter what. So, so you can count on the trial and error here well, and there, I'm, I'm, but the other, but the other stuff, you know, definitely. I'm all for experiential education is yeah, kind of what yeah, I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah. Um, and you know what, it was, it was so funny. One of my, one of my first experiences buying a boat, um, I, I wanted to buy, um, I wanted to buy an RPM, and I was I've been paddling. Um, you know, this is a long time ago. <laughs> this is the uh, you know the, the mid, first generation RPM, mid mid to late nineties. Not not and like when they came back. Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> first boat was a Dancer. My first kayak was a Dancer. You know that I bought off of a, a camp where I'd, I'd learned a canoe and kayak and all that. And then uh, my next boat was. Um, was a prion invader and um i'll i'll never forget i went down to uh you know at that time in georgia all we had was overflow outfitters in roswell and i went down to overflow and um you know i was like hey you know i really would like to check out an rpm and pause and buy an rpm dagger rpm and they were like well where do you paddle (laughs) <laughs> because this is an advanced boat and they're like you can't buy this boat if you're not paddling these runs and wow. i was like you're kidding me you're right not gonna sell and it. so that's the mindset that aca has that a lot of georgia canoe association has people that are involved in it you know that's you know tennessee valley canoe club it's it's dogmatic <laughs> it's you know, well, if you're not doing this, you're not, you can't do this, you know, and I'm that sorry, be, I just, know, I just, just can't old, ascribe to that. Yeah, and that may be some old school folks that I don't there's, know. There, I don't it, think that's to, totally is some old yeah. school stuff, but you know, that's not the way to get people into white. Yeah, I agree. Voting. I agree that's with that. That's not the I mean, way I to think get people into it. My, you know, like I said, I think that's, that was like, you know. I mean, I haven't had that experience. So. I, I, never, I never, totally I never, I never, I never ever went back and bought anything from Overflow Outfitters. <laughs> I was like, well, sc- did you ever get an RPM? I was like, screw you. No, I, I, I didn't because I, I'm, you know, it was, it was obsolete the next year. <laughs> so I wanted we something to get different. Link. We need to, we're going to do a GoFundMe and get Link. I don't, I we're don't getting a new heart, no, a I don't new generation heart. No. I have one. I, I have a, I have a mullet, so I'm fine. I know. I'm fine. No, but you know, it was like the next, you know, that's when the, I mean, the boats were, were changing so rapidly at that time, you know, um, you know, people that weren't paddling then, you know, have no clue it was just like 
you know, I mean, it was like every couple of years before that, it was every couple of years the, uh, you know, new boat design would come out. Yeah, and yeah. then it got to be yearly. Then it got to be half year, like <laughs> twice a year there was there were new boat designs coming out. It was like, what? You know, like yeah. you guys are killing yourselves. So, but yeah, you know, and that just, um, that's kind of what I got from ACA when I went through, you know, instructor training and, you know, went instructor certification. And it was just like, you know, this is how this should be. This is how you need to teach people to kayak. Well, and, and, so- and it's like there are so many different learning styles and personality yeah. types. And, you know, it, it was just it was just so dogmatic and, and stifling. Well, you I've know, create had... no creativity, you know, no like, okay, well, hey, this isn't working for you. Let's try this. You know, none of that. And yeah. that's that's what I got at ERA. That's why I love those guys because it was yeah. like they don't teach the sweep role. They don't teach the C2C role, even though Ken Castor pretty much invented the C2C role. I mean, he's the guy that kind of came up with the C2C role. And... You know, they don't teach any of that. They teach a good, you know, they teach a good kayak roll. They just teach a good kayak roll and they, they look at what's going on and, and try to work with, you know, work with your abilities. So, yeah. Um, and I like that, you know. So. Well, I think we need to track this guy down that wouldn't sell you the RPM. That's going to be on my uh, list now. <laughs> you know, that guy's probably dead. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. That, yeah, that he sounds He probably like, died on that the Metro like, Hooch. That sounds like uh, <laughs> like you ran into to a jerk, but no. He probably right died now. on the Metro Hooch, you know, doing some, <laughs> some wild maneuvers. Well, the, <laughs> or, or, you know, running one of those, those uh, ugh, sewage, sewage dumps. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But, yeah, you know, it wasn't... You know, it kind of like it really discouraged me. Sure. Well, um, I haven't had that from any of those from any like you know uh, clubs. But I mean, I've, I've run into that kind of attitude from time to time on the river, like like snootiness about you know whether it's boat shaming or just like. Oh, the old tribalism shit. Yeah, 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 that whole kind yeah. of thing, like, you know, where people don't don't want to help you out. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, that's, I think that that's not, I think that's not, uh, like, you, like, most people are more, are willing to help out, you know. But there's always some jerk out there. So, you know, don't be that jerk. Let's, yeah. You know, like, you know, encourage people and Well, every, everywhere and you people. go. I yeah. mean, you know, there's, there's certain times where, you know, people like from from a raft guiding perspective. Um, you know, we're we're worried about us and our trip first. You know, we're not necessarily worried about the, you know, the club boaters. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and you know when when you when you paddle into a group of rafts and a kayak, <laughs> and you and you try to get out in front of them because you think a raft is slow. Once that raft hits the current and they start to catch you and you start back paddling because you're, you know, you're back ferrying because you're looking at your line, you're trying to figure it out. And that raft in the current comes up behind you and clocks you because they're heavy and less maneuverable, but you had to be in front of them. 
you know, don't blame the guide necessarily. You know, we're not gunning for kayakers, but we do have to, we have to think about the safety of our people and our paying customers and our raft first. Yeah, you got to put it where you got to put it. You can't be yeah. dodging. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I've made lots of kayakers swim. I've taken them out of their boat because, you know, they, they didn't, they saw me coming, but they chose to drop in the hellhole. You know, right in, <laughs> right in front of the raft, and well, they they rolled the dice and lost. But what did I do afterwards? I I helped clean the clean the boat up, clean the paddler up. Yeah, and, you know, I tried to help get them to shore, and you know, but you know, there's just yeah, there is a, a narcissistic side to what we do, and people need to you know realize yeah. that uh, you know stop being like tribal. Well, another thing yeah. is, you know, like we were talking about, I've been in a bunch of different boats. You have too. But just the, the fact that just paddling small rafts around and oh, well, has yeah. given me, like, <laughs> you know, let me know, like, if I see a raft coming, like, and I'm in a kayak, like, I can get out of the way. But my raft yeah. is going to go, I mean, I'm going to be able to put it where I want. Sometimes, but yeah. the raft has the right of way, so that's that's well, the end of the upstream current has yeah. a right of way, yeah. you know, yeah. upstream Absolutely. traffic. Well, man, yeah. so hey, let's let's wrap this part up and talk about uh, so you know, I guess just to put a bow on it, like you know, I think private instruction, any kind of instruction is helpful, and yeah. you know, more, more, more so than just like getting your buddy to show you so. You know, it's, and, it's, and everybody can't afford to it's go more out. Effective. It's yeah. more effective. Yeah, yeah, and everybody can't afford to go out and pay big bucks to do some of this. So, so however you can get it is the way you get it. You know, so sometimes yeah. you just got to start with your buddy, and sometimes you know it's it's more uh, economical to go like do a group thing, and that's helpful. And then you know if you can spend a little extra, get the private instruction, you're going to get what you pay for. Is the bottom line. Like, yeah, you're, you're going to progress quicker with private instruction. I've never heard anybody complain after a private lesson. You know, like I didn't get. Only thing I've I've ever heard anybody complain about was, oh, I had to you know pay a hundred bucks a day. Yeah, it's like, well, well, what is what is learning? to do the sport that you want to do so bad, what does it work to you? You know, it's like, it's like, you know, um, PFDs and... Yeah, how much is a PF- golf, how much is a golf lesson? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's how no, and there's really not any safety involved. Well, and, and nobody, and, yeah, exactly. Nobody can, I mean, you could die golfing, but uh, you can't really, you know, the... The, the risks aren't right there. The risks and, and uh, you know, the risk and the reward and all that. But, you know, yeah, I mean, like, like you were saying, you know, you want to learn to play the guitar, you know, so you're going to you're going to get a little online video. It's yeah. great. You're not probably not going to learn much except for maybe a chord or two. But, you know, having someone there working with you one on one is is worth its weight in gold it's worth it and you know so if you can afford to do it it's worth it and 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 another thing is you're supporting that community well in the grand scheme of things it it really doesn't cost that much ted because you know first of all they're you know uh, they're providing you with gear you know and if it's a legit 
school, they're going to have good gear. Yeah. Decent gear for everybody, not just like clinic gear, you know, that everybody's used, missing a hip pad and, <laughs> uh, or whatever. We've got to do some crazy outfitting right now before we put you in this boat, yeah. you know. Or I got to stuff a piece of foam in the drain plug because yeah. the last guy stole it or lost it, you know. Uh, you know, a decent kayak school is an instructor is going to have pretty good gear to put you in. And, you know, the worst thing you can do is go out and buy your own stuff ahead of time. So, you know, yeah, if, if, yeah. We're talking, if we're talking about, you know, from the ground up, you know, go through instruction first, go through a kayak school or a paddling school, you know, figure out the basics and then work your way into what you need to buy eventually and they will do that with you. And most, most of them do have, you know, gear to sell. ERA has a store, a full-service, you know, outfitter store with everything you need to kayak. Uh, NOC has the same. That's awesome, you know. And um, that's the sign of a good – and so if you, you know, work up through that system, you're not going to be dropping a couple grand on a bunch of gear – that you find out you don't even like kayaking after the second lesson or whatever. Yeah. And then you, you got a bunch of stuff you can't sell. You know, you spend a couple hundred bucks initially on instruction, and then they'll probably give you a discount on, on you know, a, a gear package, you know, on a boat and all that because you went through instruction with them. So yeah. that's, that's the progression of learning, you know, and they'll put you in the White right. Water they'll put you in the right boat too. Like yeah, they'll I put have you in the seen right people boat. walk in and try to buy dagger RPMs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, Touché. man. So, so uh, uh, just we we won't get into in, really any events other than we've got uh, in a couple of weeks, two two weekends away. We've or, got. Well, a, a, yeah, we got this. Week away yeah, now. We'll, we'll we'll load this up tomorrow, and then. Um, but yeah, the R1 clinic, speaking of clinics. R1, S1. And clinics, clinics are no good. But we're offering this clinic. Well, we, Clink is offering the clinic. That's <laughs> I'm going. That's that's what we called it. Yeah, and, you know, it is going to be a good, um, you know, um, quite a few people in there. Uh, but it's going to be awesome. I think we're going to have a good time. And, and uh, you know... Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And so, you know, just like what are some of the things that we'll cover? What do you think? Like I, I know there was a list that was mentioned. Um, how day. to sit in the raft, <laughs> how to hold the paddle. <laughs> so some, you know, it seems like a lot of these people that uh, that are going to come are, we know, we know several of them, but a lot of them have like R2 experience or they've got paddling yeah, experience, a lot, but a they lot don't have R1 experience. Exactly. They just want to. You know they want to um, they want to be able to paddle their small raft by themselves. Yeah. And so we're gonna you know we're gonna talk about um, you know rigging the boats, uh, safety, um, and um, you know just some basic uh, uh, some basic you know techniques. Um, and and a lot of the stuff is gonna transfer over into you know other types of paddling. Uh, and that's kind of where, you know, I'm drawing my experience from, uh, this will be my first, you know, time teaching yeah. people how to paddle a raft, you know, by themselves. But 
Um, you know, I've, I've taught enough people how to canoe and kayak. And well, you've got a ton of experience there, or wanting, and like, and know. there's just a lot of universal. There's just a lot of universal stuff that you know it it, it applies, you know, across the across the spectrum. I was trying to find that list. Yeah, just trying to find the list that I wrote down. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll go through you know just some minor expectations um, and. Um, Safety and some basic techniques, catching eddies and ferries, uh, which, you know, can be kind of difficult in a raft by yourself. You know, such a, uh, you know, a large craft with only one paddle um, and, uh, you know, just scouting um, and, uh, you know, raft angles and um you know how how to run how to run the rapids. We'll we'll kind of take it slow, and uh, kind of walk walk people through the rapids. Make sure we set lots of safety, um, and uh, everybody knows where that safety is going to be. Um, and uh, we're going to be doing some uh, teaching people, you know, just about surfing, about getting themselves in the rafts. Leaning, you know, directional leaning, and current vectors, and and um, boofing, you know, boofing rafts. Because yes, you can boof a raft, and uh, you know, uh, much much more than a lot of people that have R two'd or been in a large uh, a boat with more people really think about. You yeah. know, you're just kind of thinking about going downstream. You're not, you know, uh, when we're R one S one, we're you know, we're we're thinking about going downstream, but how are we going to get there? What are the moves we need to make? So, it's you know much more personal. It's going to be fun paddling on a personal yeah. level. So. And then you know the other thing, and again, like I know, like we kind of have different views on this, but like kind of like a a paddle school or a club environment. I think you know one of the valuable things is that people will meet other people with similar interests so yeah. and, and similar skill levels so i think that's what yeah kind of brings back to like the some of the advantages of you know getting with groups and clubs is, and and get going through a clinic is like you end up meeting people that have a similar skill level and you may they may be your paddling buddy later so these are going to be people well, that, who are that, interested in r1 kind of in the region that and you're also gonna you know they're also gonna learn like oh well you know they're kind of doing the same thing I'm doing and having the same, or yeah. seeing how other people progress or, or, you know, or kind of fail a little bit or whatever, or just falter. And so that can help, you know, that's, that, that is one situation where, uh, you know, a clinic type of setting, you, you kind of see the, the, uh, you know, the, the effectiveness of, of what people are doing to, you know, offset their, you know, certain, certain, um, you know, uh, uh, rapids or techniques and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it can help people out in, the, in that aspect. The other side of the experiential spectrum, you know, is watching, watching people, you know, with have success or, you know, fail in attempting something. Yeah. I think that's big too. And, and you can either like, you know, 
say, well, I just saw that guy try it and I see where he messed up, yeah. <laughs> you know? And so I'm going to try to do this Yeah, and or it, or it can give you confidence. Like, well, shoot that, if that person can do it, like I can do that. Sure. You know, so, well, man, I'm excited about yeah. it. It's going to be a fun weekend and uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a follow-up report on it and uh, look forward to it. I guess we need to wrap it up, man. So right on. Summer is here, folks. Get out there and uh, whatever. Yeah. Get some instruction or go to a <laughs> clinic or whatever you want to do. Or whatever. Or do some trial and error, but be safe. <laughs> trial and error. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. And, uh, you know, join us uh, on Facebook, Waterbound Podcast on Facebook. And send us a message at waterboundpodcast at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah. All right. We'll see you out there. See you downstream. Waterbound.